Wait, actually, we got to do a better intro. Welcome to the podcast, folks. It's Your Parents Watch This. We're here to tell you how the movies your parents watched shaped the ideology of their generation. We're brought to you by Comedy Here Often, a subsidiary of Nickelback Industries. Still, I have not received any news to the contrary. I would like to say that Carly Rae Jepsen and Nickelback are both still signed to us. Uh, shout out to Comedy Here Often. We love you. Check out the festival that Comedy Here Often is doing, April 29th, 30th, and 28th. What's the name of the festival? It's called Stop Going Viral. It is. Very apropos for me, since I have logged off of the internet. And because you had to get that fucking uh, HIV test done. Yeah, yeah, and Brad's Brad's viral in a lot of, in more ways than one right now. But I've stopped all of the ways. And that's what the festival's about. And it's in support of the Pan American Health something. It's something. But guess <laughs> what? Uh, your money goes to fighting COVID all across uh, the Americas. You might yeah. be saying, well, I, I'm not from South America. What's that going to do for me? We got North America too, baby. We got all of it. That's yeah. Canada. That's America. That's Mexico. That's probably Ecuador. You I might be imagine. thinking, hey, won't the World Health Organization take care of COVID relief for everybody? Fuck no, dumbass. Hey, wait, whoa. This is a subsidiary of the World Health Organization. Well, still, <laughs> fuck the World Health Organization and all the shit that's run by America. They're only in it for rich people. This is a charity. I'm pretty sure that they're going to do everybody. But again, I did not do any research. Anyways, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. What movie are we watching this Do week? I need to do that more succinctly or is that fine? That's fine. All right. Uh, we're watching Starship Troopers this week. But first, I'd like to start with a story. A little unorthodox. A bit of an allegory. All right, please. So I was uh, at the bars this weekend, right? Illegally, yes. No, legally. It's Spreading at, COVID, naturally. It's, no, the, COVID isn't a factor this in this This is what story. the charity is going for, uh, undoing all the damage <laughs> Brad's done. Spend your disbelief <laughs> for a fucking second while I do the intro bit. So I was at the bars drinking in a post-COVID world, right? I was in Florida or whatever, and I was hanging out. I, I was just chilling, right? And then all of a sudden, somebody came in. They were harshing my vibe. You know what I mean? They were trying to start a, a, a fight. They were, trying, they were looking for some static. Yes. Beef, if you will. Oh, right? yeah. And so I'm like, hey, big fella. He was way bigger than me and stronger, too, and I wasn't even scared. And so I was like, which is like regular for me. And so I was like, hey, big fella, let's take this outside, right? And I swear to God, Kian, I thought I was throwing a punch at this guy, right? I, thought, I felt my fist in my hand throwing this punch, and then I realized too late that I was actually having sex with his ass. <laughs> this is the bit that you told me you planned before you came, before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. It's the intro bit, dude. It's an allegory. How do you want me to respond to this? Well, it's an allegory about that cop. Oh, about the cop who accidentally shot that guy? Yeah, who thought it was their taser. In that, nice. Yeah, so in this one, I thought You're... it was my fist, but it was actually my penis. I see. And his ass. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to your parents' watch. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know. I think that'll fly. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I'm sure that's good. Hey, we're th- anyway, we're doing Starship Troopers now, a movie that we've referenced 
This is probably the movie we've referenced the most on the podcast without actually covering on the podcast. Which I didn't know. I had to text you like a couple of days ago being like, hey, have we talked about this movie on the podcast <laughs> before? Yeah. yeah, we just reference it a lot and then expect you guys to keep up. But hey, this week we're actually doing it. It's Starship Troopers, baby. It came out in 1997. It was directed by Paul Verhoeven. It stars Casper Van Dien. Dien? Dean. Dien. Denise Richards, <laughs> uh, Dina Meyer, and Jake Busey. Uh, it's is about that Gary's son. Is it? It might be. I don't know. It's not telling me. But you know what? I will say, he is a very uh, Busey in mouth. So I could see it. It also doesn't say that he's not Gary Busey's son. I feel like if he wasn't Gary Busey's son, that would be the first thing that you would say in your bio. Yeah. I would change my name if I wasn't Gary Busey's son, but I had his last name. <laughs> Give me a rundown. Uh, it's about a bunch of... Uh, it's, yeah, it's about humans who are locked in a perpetual war with the bugs, uh, an alien species who are bent on dominating the humans. Or are they? Yeah, they don't really speak English. They don't really say anything. Yeah, so it's kind of it's sort of unclear as to what it's sort of unclear who started the war and also what they want. Yeah, and that's kind of the cool part of it. At least I think it just kind of picks up in this middle of this conflict that seems like it's been going on forever and that there isn't really any end in sight. It's almost like uh, how I remember the Iraq War when I was a kid. Yeah, it's literally like describing intervention in the middle east nobody knows why we're doing it there's no clear goal we don't give a fuck everyone's dying on mass we're still like sign me up for that invasion force baby but we're also about to we're i feel like we're just about to wrap that up you know like that's that's kind of the the air of this movie i feel like is that they're all like hey we just have to do this and then it'll turn the tide of the war yeah. We just have to capture the brain bug, and then we'll know how they think, and we can win. They're like, we just have to capture Osama bin Laden, and then we can kill him on a boat, allegedly, and then also the war will still be happening like five years yeah, later. It'll be mission accomplished. I keep trying to... The only thing I could think of during this movie was George Bush on the fucking USS whatever the fuck being like mission accomplished. You ever see that fucking picture? No, I was. You're old. I wasn't alive. This is one of the era. best pictures of American history. Um, I know this is a podcast, so we're not doing it justice. But it, it was taken like a year or two years or something into the Iraq War, mm-hmm. and it's just George W. Bush uh, with a mission accomplished banner on it. And then the, <laughs> there was like seven more years of war after that. We're literally still there, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. America's so fucking pimp. They don't give a shit. No, they don't. And I, I think that this is what this movie's about. Like. It's honestly just a reflection of, uh, at least this is what I think. Please disagree with me if you feel like it. I think this movie is a reflection of uh, American imperialism, specifically in the Middle East, but also everywhere through its whole history. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, you can draw tons of parallels to almost every war of aggression that America has fought. I think like every overt war, like it's also very similar to Vietnam. Yeah, definitely very similar to Vietnam. I would say probably more so to Vietnam, honestly, than the Middle East, uh, just because the Middle East should happened after this movie came out. Yeah. It's just very reminiscent. But like, yeah. Which is also, it's fucking crazy that this happened, um, this came out after, no, fuck, it's crazy that this came out before uh, 9-11. Yeah, it really is. 
Because uh, there's why. a fan theory I heard about this movie that's essentially just 9-11, about how the whole um, asteroid hitting Argentina was a false flag attack perpetuated by uh, the fucking uh, Starfleet when they... Uh, we'll get to it. But anyway, what did you think of this movie overall? What were your impressions? Um, I thought this movie was good. Like, I, I liked it. Um, I thought it was fucking i didn't like the ending of it but i guess the ending makes sense given that it's a perpetual war um i'd really like to just actually get into what we were just talking about instead of doing whatever my opinion of the movie okay is, fair enough i think that's a way better way to talk about it um but yeah i do think it's crazy that this came out before 9-11 happened just because like it is pretty plausible that the attack on earth was a false flag um it's also pretty plausible that they started the war by going out into space first. That's the impression that I got because yeah. there's so many times uh, in this movie, specifically like whenever they flip back to uh, uh, Geneva, which is what seems to be like the capital of like where they have the world government in this movie yeah, or in this future, I guess. Um, but it's always like, uh, I think the flight marshal is like their highest ranking person. Mm. Uh, it's always a flight marshal being like, yeah, the only way the universe is going to be safe is if we control all of it. So that's what it seems like is that it's a war of human aggression yeah, or at least they're trying to do a genocide on them for their perceived safety. Or, quote-unquote, export democracy. Like, yeah. the only difference between this and the war in the Middle East is, like, the CIA wasn't secretly giving the bugs a bunch of flower nectar. Yeah, and they're not calling the bugs a fledgling democracy. <laughs> That's the only difference here. <laughs> they don't let the bugs vote after they kill the brain <laughs> yeah. bug. Yeah, they don't let the bugs vote between two picks they have. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I like, And then the other... The other point is, like, do you think this movie is a satire? And what do you think it is satirizing, if so? Yes, I do think this movie is a satire. Um, I think that it's satirizing um, American foreign policy, mostly, um, in the way of instead of having it be Americans uh, and whatever country, be it... Um, you know, fucking uh, Argentina or um, uh, Ukraine, like whatever country America is dealing with, I think that they've just replaced it with the bugs. And, uh, you know, you can call that clever satire or not. Like, I don't think that the satire in this movie is overly funny. I feel like when people say this movie isn't actually a satire, that's what they mean. Uh, when they say that, that it's just not making them laugh, which like fair. But dictionary definition, it's a fucking satire. Yeah, I guess my question is more like, because we had people, we had uh, some people tell us that they're satirizing Nazi Germany, right? Yeah. But my question to you is, do you think they're satirizing Nazi Germany or do you think that they're um, satirizing just what our society is now? I think that they're satirizing... Um, because I don't see very many parallels to the nazis i mean like let's talk about the parallels that are to the nazis though um the flag is very overtly nazi um the the costumes are pretty overt like i mean the uh um uniforms for the games and theory guy for neil patrick harris in this movie was literally just an ss overcoat um okay fair but uniforms are in every military 
No, you're right, and and that's specifically uh, he 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 incorporated those uniforms to try and show what a uh, kind of I guess fascist world this is now, and that it's you know very militarized and all that. Really, though, I think that this is. I think that it kind of it takes aspects of different American uh, or of American culture. And I think it, it it ramps it up. I think when people say that it's a parody of fascism, it's like no. I think that we just have aspects of fascism in our culture, and that's what's getting caught up in and being parodied. The fact that you're noticing this as fascism now is the movie doing its job. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like I feel like uh, that's just not making the leap all the way is saying it's making fun of fascism yeah to me it's that you're getting halfway there when people uh say that the trick of this movie is that you're getting them to root for the nazis or that uh, paul verhoeven is getting you to root for nazis it's, it's like, like no, no 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 he's trying to get you to root for the nazis and then he's trying to ask you why you rooted for the nazis how what fucked do you up see? are you in this movie that you start rooting for the people though what do you mean? Like, well, I think it's just like the first time you go through it. It's you see these people who are fighting for, who are dedicating their lives to this military, to this cause above the uh, that's bigger than themselves, to uh, becoming civil. Because that's like the whole thing of this movie, and why a lot of people want to join up with the military is that you're not perceived as being a full part of society unless you have that service behind your belt. So I, that, yeah, and I mean that's the closest parallel I can see to actual Nazi Germany is like you have to it's like conscription and also um they get you at a real young age so it's got a hitler youthy quality very hitler youthy. but let me tell you a little bit of something about the united states advertising at bottom oh sorry That's let me tell you a little bit of something about the united states marine corps advertising and recruiting on twitch.tv yeah seriously it's the same fucking shit like i think it's so weird to say this is calling america nazis instead of just saying what america is yeah that's exactly it it's like no america does shit that the nazis did bro. america has done everything the nazis did that's exactly it it's not saying that this movie is like the nazis it's saying like that this movie is like america and the americans are like the nazis yeah and i mean i feel like that's not even a wild claim to say that america has done everything the nazis did like maybe people will disagree with that I don't. Hey, let's do a fucking list. Internment camps. Yeah. Check. Uh, expelling uh, or taking over f- foreign countries. Check. Genocide. Check. 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 Genocide at home and abroad. <laughs> uh, something they. This is an upsetting list. I hate this game actually. But it's like, do you see like what? I feel like we should make that just because that feels like a bit of a crazy thing to say but then when you actually look into it you're like yeah yeah no and that's the thing with this movie that uh, i don't think that people realize is that it's like they think it's a, a lot more of a stretch than it actually is it, like and it goes as far as like blaming outsiders for your problems like, yes why do you think there's such a big anti-immigration thing like you know what i mean it's like it's i don't see america as materially different than nazi germany and as fucking fake leftist and bitchy as that sounds i really don't think it is different i mean on a base level the way that they run it's not really i mean they've been in a state of perpetual war for the last 100 years it's what their economy is completely based on they they're an ever-expanding hegemony it's like they have fucking it's world uh global domination or nothing with america i think the the one thing you can say about it is um 
maybe the quality of life for the average American is better than the quality of life for the average German under uh, that regime. But it's like, yeah, but then think about how terrible the lives of everywhere America does foreign intervention is. Yeah. You know, like it's not it's not different. It's just out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What did you think of the uh, propaganda in this movie? Because that fucking rattled me, man. What do you mean? It was just like a little on the nose. I really hated how um, accurate it was to shit that is uh, real, quite frankly. Like, off the top, uh, I, I very mixed feelings about how this movie started. I just want to say probably my biggest pet peeve in cinema is when it starts at an exciting part and then it, like, ends and goes back and then it's like let's show you how we got to here yeah anyway fucking hated that they did that they didn't need to do that in this movie especially because they started it off with the propaganda sequences which i fucking loved uh but they have the beginning one where it's like the whole do your part thing yeah. and it's like uh the kids in the army yeah and everyone's like ha 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 but it's like they're so obviously trying to push kids into joining the army they even have the little or the um uh another ad later on in the movie where it's like uh teaching kids to do their part at home and it's like a group of kids just stomping cockroaches like yeah. kill bugs while you're young or whatever and dude how fucking similar is that to world war ii american propaganda with the uncle sam thing your country needs you and the woman flexing saying exactly. we can do it and the fucking um the do your part stuff when they rationed bread. And they, they literally said, meat. "Do your bit on fucking." Yeah, it's like how do you? How does anyone see this as not just making fun of I us? I know, and it, 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 like seeing that, it really just sets the tone for this movie. Like, I don't know how you can see that and then be like, "Okay, I don't understand how this is a satire, though." Yeah, and it's like that's how this is a satire. Maybe you could say that it's a military dictatorship, and that's different. Yeah, and it's like. It's the flimsiest fucking critique I can even possibly think of because you know who runs the American government is like Blackwater. It's just like companies. Yeah. It's like we're they're in they are a dictatorship. Or they're a many guy dictatorship. It's I don't an know oligarchy. the science word for it. Yeah. It's just an oligarchy. And it's like so how is the military taking over different than a bunch of companies taking over? Yeah. Uh, I mean like, it's not yeah it's just the steps you took to get to that point are a little different but the end result is just because you're same. killing people by starving them with like by not giving them any aid or money is like that's like better than bringing guns over and shooting them all like i don't really think so yeah i but, mean yeah the propaganda in this movie is very on them even down to the like mid 50s nasal narrator guy yep yep like yep. if you watch old any old news broadcast from the states it sounds exactly like that yeah tone to cadence also like it was very reminiscent of modern internet like modern uh outrage internet too where it's like um i think it was like it, it, one of the middle sequences where they were like showing the base of uh uh soldiers who got killed by the aliens when they you know set up the base on uh kalanak or whatever their planet is mm -hmm. um uh, but it was just like, yeah, a group of uh, Americans were all shot dead, you know, brutally murdered. You want to see more? You want to see some more <laughs> stuff like this? What are you saying? You want to get outraged? <laughs> yeah, it like kind of almost predicts the algorithm. It does, doesn't it? They have a choice in the movie. Yeah, except, yeah, in real life, it'll, it would just show you. It would just come up anyway.
Yeah, I don't know. I thought the pro- uh, the way they propaga- uh, propagandized in school was pretty fucking intense. Like off the top, how they had, um, you know, like the the teacher who had one arm who had served and was quizzing everyone on what it meant to be a civilian and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. That was just uh, that was very American. That was very uh, army recruiters showing up to your campus. And being like, ah, university's hard. Yeah, I mean, it was very ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, yeah. which is a direct quote from one of those fucking guys that I don't remember. It's like, yeah, I don't know. But it's so weird to me that you can watch this movie and then not draw these parallels. I don't know. Like, I just wonder, is my brain too poisoned? Yeah, maybe I hate the world too much to watch this shit. Because that's the other thing that I noticed. Because it seems like a lot of people disagree with my takes on this movie from friends that I've talked to about it. Also, me too. But I also, when I went back and watched this movie for the second time, I found that a lot of what I took from it, I think, was maybe things that I was reading into or that I just noticed. That's partly why I liked Simon's take on this, was that all of this, uh, all the satire in this movie was an accident. Um Simply because, like, it's such a fucking fun movie that you really don't need the satire or, like, what's there. I mean, yeah, sometimes I don't know if I'm reading into too much shit or if uh, Paul Verhoeven is really trying to show me uh, the pointlessness and, uh, uh, I guess, almost um, silliness of perpetual war. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that the satire was an accident. Or I don't think that... I don't think that it should be too fun of a movie for you to realize because I didn't have to do any reading into it. I didn't have to do any fucking Googling for this movie. Yeah. You just see things that happen, and then if you know about what's going on with that country right now, you're like, oh, that's this. Yes, exactly, and And that's how I felt. So that's why I don't understand, like... I'd like to have a debate with somebody who disagrees with me on this just so I can... That's what we should have done. Yeah. Fuck. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. We're, we're doing it. We'll get. But <laughs> let's like let's try to take the opposite perspective then, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Because since we both agree, since we both, uh, yeah. Let's do the thing white folk love to do, which is uh, play devil's advocate. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to play devil's advocate, and then after this podcast, we're going to play lacrosse. <laughs> That's the white boy, white boy gaming schedule, baby. Yeah, we're gonna eat some rotisserie chickens later, baby. So let's say, let's. So what is the opposite point? Even like you're saying that they're making fun of. They're say, like you're saying that Paul Verhoeven is getting you to root for the Nazis. Yeah, I mean. And it's like, okay, I see how that works on a level of humans thinking bugs are gross. <laughs> and so you're like, we should kill bugs. But I don't see it going any deeper than that, really. I mean, I think it's uh, like you can call it an us versus them mentality. I think that it's very easy in this movie um, to uh, essentially, I, I don't know what the right word is here, but I guess turn the bugs into other, you know, it's us versus them very, very literally in this yeah. movie, much less than in, you know, real life where it's just uh, two groups of somewhat it's, similar people. It's just so glaringly obvious that we don't get both sides of the story that it, it's kind of insane to me that you would default to the one side of the story that you do get, you know, but I guess that's what society is kind of is just like, people believing what the media says to them even though they don't know the opposite side yeah 
Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just there's so much. I, but like that's what you're. That's what I'm saying too. Is that so much stuff happens in this movie that makes me think of other things that it can't be an accident, or even if it is an accident, who fucking cares? Yeah. Who fucking cares? Fahrenheit 451 isn't about censorship, but it's about censorship. Yeah. Just because that's not what fucking what uh, Ray Bradbury intended doesn't mean that's not what it's about. Yeah. Well, uh, like 1984 is a book written to make fun of Stalin and his gross mustache. Yeah. But it also has some worthwhile commentary in it. Very little, but a little bit of it. That's one of my favorite books of all time. Be careful here. Well, okay, but <laughs> the way that people try to use it to make political commentary is generally bullshit. No, yeah, you're right. But there Typically, is, they're wrong about it. There is some stuff about authoritarianism in there that you're like, oh, yeah, I guess he makes some points. Yeah. But for, ostensibly, and in like critiques written at the time, it's clear that George Orwell is just making fun of Stalin. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like it doesn't matter what the intention is. It matters what the effect is, I think. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Um, anybody can get anything out of any text or movie or whatever, and if enough people get that thing out of it, that's what it's fucking about now, bitch. I, just I don't w- care what the author intended. This is how it is. Yeah. And for me, when I watched uh, you know, them ship off to uh, the planet and have intense casualties uh, on both sides, uh, where it's like literally they're just mowing down millions of bugs and millions of them are dying and then both are being replaced at equal ways. It's like, bro, that's just Vietnam. That's the yeah. Vietnam War. It's a perpetual war that you don't want to admit that you're losing. So you just send more fucks so you to the send meat more grinder. fucking dudes. It's like, I'm sorry if Paul Verhoeven didn't want me to read into that, but then don't set that up so perfectly for me to read into. Yeah. But it's all that's also World War One and World War Two t- as well. So I guess maybe that's how it's making fun of Germany is like, because they knew they were losing, but they still sent guys to the front lines and but shit. But I don't think that it is. Uh, I mean, it's like maybe that's what you're making fun of, but it's like that's less topical and less relevant than what's going on in America. And, and it, it brings us back to the point of everything the Nazis have done, America did. Exactly. So that's like, what I think, that anybody who feels like this movie is about the Nazis just hasn't made the jump yet. Yeah. You just have to look at how... America did the meat grinder shit too. America did it does Hitler youth shit too. Exactly. Oh, well, I mean like the meat grinder isn't even the problem. It's like I it's just that like the knowingly doing a meat grinder is the problem, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah, know. when the the scientist guy comes down, um what was his name? The lieutenant general or whatever? What was his title? I can't uh the chief of uh uh, the chief of games or the colonel of games and theory, the Neil Patrick Harris's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a colonel. Yeah, yeah. He so he comes in and he's like, the infantry guys are like, why would you send us to a place where you knew we were going to get ambushed? And he's like, you think my job's easy? I have to make decisions every day that where thousands of people like you will die. Yeah, and it's like, why are you fucking acting like that's a job? That's clearly something you want to do and could just choose to not do. Yeah. You know, it's so weird. Like it's so weird the 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 the, the like mentality that we're all brought up with well, to p- believe shit like this. Partly I kind of get where he's coming from. I mean, like if you're if you're born in this middle in the middle of this war and like you come up it's like the only option you have is sending a smaller amount of people to die, or at least that's all you can see because they're just, I don't know. Yeah, no, I guess. no feasible, like 
he's just in so deep. Like, it's not like he can fucking pull out of the planet. Then there's a power vacuum. Then they get fucked. Then they get fucked up. It's the same way, way why the U- or same reason why the U.S. can't just pull out of Iraq. It's like they've done too much damage to leave right now. Yeah. And then, I mean, the only logical thing I can say back to that is then just don't start a pointless war, you stupid bitches. And that's, I think, what this movie's about. I think that they want you, the viewer, to see how stupid and dumb and pointless this is while being far enough removed from, you know, because they could have done the same exact movie where it's about America dealing with some uh, Middle Eastern country or even flip it around and have it be about Nazis and have America be the little guys. Yeah. But, like, then it's just hitting too close to home. Then you can't think critically about it. The The point of the satire and, like, why this is satire is that it's just taking two things that, like, people might have... Um, I guess some sort of bias or at least they might be rooting for one of the teams and just removing that. So it's some weird earth federation versus faceless, nameless aliens. Yeah. Now look at it for what it is. It's general. It's, this is just how we fucking do politics. And you can, when you watch it in this movie, it's, it seems fucked up and pointless and it's just a loss of life on a grand scale. And it's like, yeah, dude, now fucking relate that back to what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do partially agree with what Simon said on the last episode about, uh, like, I don't agree that it's not a satire, but I do agree that nobody took it as that. Like, no one learned from this movie, I don't think. I disagree. Uh, maybe. I don't know. This movie's been pretty trendy lately in leftist circles. Okay. But the fact remains that this movie was released and then they did the Iraq War right after and no one was mad. Okay in america fair enough but i think that you're asking a lot of people to see starship troopers in 1997 and then remember it through 9-11 okay fair but if the point of this podcast is what did our parents learn from this my answer is nothing yeah okay then yes you're right they learned nothing anti-war barely anybody a negligible amount of our society is anti-war and if they are anti-war i would say that they're not anti-war for the right reasons I think a lot of people who are anti-war are the same people who like to be vegan and not look at the horrible environmental consequences that your uh, actions are choosing. I feel like they're just doing it because it's nice. Not because they fucking looked into how fucked everything actually is. But also, who cares what their reason is behind it? They're on my team. You know what I think a better way to do war would be is instead of sending like a bunch of innocent kids to go get shot for no reason i think the politicians of the countries should have to fist fight yeah and then we can have russia be in charge you really want that fine if that's who wins sure i don't give a fuck dude i literally could not give a shit who's in charge of me because anyone who's in charge of me is fucking me so hard in the ass you know may as well be vlad may as well it might as well be a guy who at least I know he's lying to me all the time. What if it was someone out of left field who won? What if, like, the, uh, I don't know. What if Joe Biden's a secretly really yeah, good fighter? Yeah, what if Joe Biden just, like, threw down? What if, like, Joe <laughs> Biden is, like, I don't want him to be, like, an MMA fighter. I want him to be something weird, like an Aikido fighter, like what Steven Seagal is. Yeah, well, that's the thing about Joe Biden is a lot of people are going to give him the Jake Paul treatment, right? Yeah, and when then all Jake of a Paul- sudden... Open palm fucking kills them. When Jake Paul first joined the UFC, everybody was like, oh, this guy's a pussy. I'm putting all my money against Jake Paul. Then he knocked that guy's ass out. That's what Joe Biden would do in the fist fight between bureaucrats. Did you watch that Jake Paul fight, by the way? No. It was really upsetting. 
Yeah, I'm sure it was. That guy did not know how to box I don't that he watch, was fighting. I make a point to never watch anything that makes me want to kill myself, so I don't watch his vlogs or his fights. Yeah. And I watch everything else in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy to me to watch this movie and come away with any conclusion other than uh, wars of aggression are evil. Yeah, I mean, I think that you could watch this movie and not even read into any of that if you didn't want to do you yeah i do because i mean like man on a base level i love this movie i love this weird mid 90s early 2000s sci-fi vibe it has going to it i love all the fucking high school scenes where they're in like their weird vaguely futuristic classroom yeah i mean it's just like this is such a fucking fun movie even if you don't like and i agree with you on that let's say like you don't know anything about current events or anything you can sit down and think this is a fucking tight ass sci-fi war movie yeah, I agree with you on that. It is a tight movie surface level. I just find it really hard to not draw any comparisons. Like, it just it didn't even happen with me thinking about it for a second. It no, happened you're as right. soon as the scene happened in the movie. You're right. I mean, that's how it was for me, too. And maybe I'm biased going into this. Maybe I've just been reading too much fucking Noam Chomsky lately. But it's like, no, I also think that this is satire. But even if, I also think this is satirizing American foreign policy still. Yeah. Even though a lot of people don't, I do. Let me riddle you this. I've never read a Noam Chomsky book in my goddamn life. God dang life. All I read is posts. And then I get pissed, and then I promise myself to never read a post again. (laughs) And that's the cycle I go through, and I still know that the Vietnam War happened. I still know that all the wars that they did, not all of them, because I don't know about all of them, but I still know that the top five wars they started happened, you know? Yeah. And so, like, do people just, like, do people not know about that stuff? I think maybe. I mean, I've been reading... Even just in the uh, probably last couple of months of me trying to research more, I guess, sketchy foreign uh, shit that we've done, it's like there's so much of it that I didn't know about. I didn't really, I mean, I knew that America was involved in South America, but I didn't know the extent of like how much they fucked over so many specific countries. Um, or, yeah. uh, you know. I do learn more about how fucked that country is every day of my life. So I guess there is a start point. There is a start point. And, you know, let's say let's say everybody knows how bad the Vietnam war was. I bet not a lot of people know how bad fucking, I don't know. Uh, like I said, South America, for example, or like you also, were saying earlier, the specifics with how they were able to oust Gaddafi. I guess. So, yeah. I guess also the other thing is, um, people might know how bad the Vietnam war was just using it as an example but they might not know how unnecessary it was or how avoidable it was or how easy it would have been yeah. to pull out earlier. Or yeah, that's the thing or how we knew partway through that this was a losing war, oh, but we still kept way going for it partway through. We knew on the third month maybe. <laughs> yeah. They knew so fast and they were just like, "Yeah, send to the but teens." Yeah, exactly. And that's what And then this old people are like, was. "Why do teenagers hate us?" Yeah, it's like maybe because we've fought every single one of your fucking stupid wars. Maybe because I wanted to skateboard and you shipped me off to the fucking jungle. Why do you not hate old people (laughs) if you're middle aged? Why do you not hate the people older than you? It doesn't make any sense to me. The world's so fucking confusing, man. And this movie is just a perfect reflection of that because I have no idea, like, if the conclusions I'm drawing are right or if they're even smart. 
And like, I feel like that's kind of the idea of this movie. I mean, there's so much shit that you, the viewer, are kind of left in the dark about. And so maybe just, that's why Simon says that it's. I mean, uh, that you can miss the satire. Maybe, but I don't know, man. Like, I I think that's kind of the cool thing about this movie, though, is that like there's so much uh, politics shit that you have to kind of read into from the background that they don't explain to you. You just see like what's happening on, I, I guess, the outside, and then relate that to you know the inner workings of our fucking modern real politic or whatever yeah like i almost wish i went i watched this movie like before i got fake woke you know what i yeah, mean yeah exactly just to see like how different i would feel about it because i i do kind of think that some people could watch this and just be like oh yeah humans we're the we're the best my dad literally just thinks this is an okay action movie i talked to him about it yeah he's just like yeah it's okay so our parents did learn nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, yeah. So I guess I see that, but it's just like fucking. Ugh, it's so exhausting that the only reason society won't change is because people hate learning. It's hard, but it's also just like inconvenient. It's, it's so so exhausting. much of it sucks. It, it, it's hard to learn the shit. It's hard to find out how fucked everything is. It's hard to deal with it after. It's like, man. I'd rather not. We're, this is back to Matrix conversation again. Leave me fucking plugged in, bitch. I don't want to read Noam Chomsky. I shouldn't have ever started yeah. uh, uh, manufacturing consent. Do you know how much sadder I am? I it's, can't enjoy CNN anymore. Yeah, because it's so fucking depressing to me to watch shit like this and then know it's possible and also half true already. Yeah, so that's what I think. Is like The people who don't think that this is satire are just people who... They're winning. They're winning, quite <laughs> frankly. You guys are probably happier than I am in my day-to-day life. That's the thing about like trying to learn about the world is it's like, why would you ever do that? <laughs> yeah, stop it. It's self-harm. Like it, <laughs> it is self-harm. <laughs> there's nothing good for you that'll come of that. Like we've had this argument probably eight, ten times already about like, now that I know all this shit, what can I do? Yeah. And it's like nothing. Yeah, no, nothing. You can suicide bomb a coffee shop or you can give up. Yeah, you can do one thing. Yeah. And that's a suicide bomb. And it bomb. won't change a thing because they'll just spin it in the media. Those fucking bitches. Is Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, man. You either learn about this shit and drive yourself insane or you fucking buckle down and join the military and become a citizen, I guess. I guess so. Do you think that's how people felt in Nazi Germany? Do you think there were people who knew it was all fake but they were just like well i have to because that's like that brings it back to the apathy from that documentary i was talking about of like why we can't do any collective action anymore is because we all know it's so fucked yeah yeah i mean i don't know like how am i gonna compete with the world bank (laughs) i don't even know where that is I don't think they even... The world. I don't even think they have a building. I think it's all on computers. I think it's just an idea. I don't even... I know it's a I thing. I think the World Bank might just be a state of mind. I don't know. Maybe I'm the World Bank. I think that's where your mistake is. I think as soon as you start thinking about yourself as the World Bank, then it's over for these fuckers. <laughs> I um, don't know, man. It's so fucked. But also, yeah, I, uh, never mind. I was just about to advocate for violence. I think it's so hard <laughs> to do anything... Uh, just pushing ideas these days like I don't uh, never mind this is only going to advocate no I want to hear it but I mean like you're just never going to be able to get all these people on the exact same page at a certain point you've got to start fucking taking action I mean like 
we talk about a- uh, apathy and I think that uh, we've really fucking stirred our, our uh, at least in the West, we've really fucking stirred a- a- us up to a almost a boiling pa- point of doing fucking nothing. It's like, it- it's been interesting looking at like, I just listened to a podcast about like the history of Ecuador. They've had so many fucking revolutions there, bro. As soon as the government starts fucking up, the people just take to the streets and get rid of them. Yeah. But we'll never do that. We'll never we do have that. Three thousand newspapers constantly being like they fucked up, and then another one's like, "No, they didn't actually fuck up." And then we're in a constant state of trying to figure out what's real well, instead of acting on it. And then you also have to take into account that like there's all this other shit that's being thrown in there, just as like fodder for us to get fucking. F- yeah, the fucking Disney shit and the Doctor Seuss horse. Forget cockery. about that, bro. I'm talking about abortion. Like yeah. the fact that fucking abortion is still being debated Bro. is the biggest joke on the planet. Yeah. Like how can we talk about what we're fucking doing in the Middle East? Can we talk about the Yemen situation? Who fucking gives a fuck about abortion? That's such a it's good It's literally point. just so fucking people have something to talk about so they're not troubling themselves with shit that actually matters. That's such a good And I'm point. not saying that that doesn't actually matter. I'm just saying the reason that we haven't that the reason it's still even up for debate is so that it can be fodder for us to f- distract us. I read this thing about how the Supreme Court flips that law every time there's a new Supreme Court. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you're completely right about that. It's like there's so much shit being thrown at us to argue about that none of us will ever argue about anything consequential. Exactly. Or a very small minority of us. And it's going to be dumb, pizza-faced, uneducated losers like me who don't have like a coherent ideology or like anything really important to say on it. No, you're just I'm mad just and you're fucking picking up the information, the scraps of information that are available to you and trying to put something together. It's a very frustrating situation to be in. Yeah, it's like you're either pissed about like you're pissed about something that doesn't matter or you're pissed about something you can't identify. Those are the two states of being. Yeah. It's so ugh. I don't know. So what do we do? Like become bugs? Like, is there? Yes. Is there well, I mean, uh, hey, that's actually a very interesting point. Did you notice that a couple times or actually not a couple, but through the movie, they really the people really revered the bugs about how they had one whole hive mind about yeah. how they all just operated as you like. It almost seems like that's what the humans were trying to build themselves up to, like the way that they have the whole one world government type of deal, the way that they're acting, the way that they, you know, throw thousands of bodies at an issue instead of like trying to deal with it another way. Yeah. Yeah, they that's do. just a thing I thought of. In the science class, they really idolize uh, bug society and how they're all—they're not capable of independent thought, and they're all—they're um, not capable of fear. They're not capable of um, ego. Yeah, they say that, and yeah, it does seem like sort of the ideal—the uh, ideal populace to rule over, right? That's exactly it, man. It seems like that's what the ruling class wants. So that way they can further uh, their interests. But they like it seems like there was a point in history where they realized that you can't get a hive mind. So they just did the constant distraction thing. Because the last think when was the what was the last hive mind society? Um, Nazi Germany? The whole um, I'm sure there's I was going to say the Holy Roman Empire. I mean, if you look at the function of religion and society, it 
was really just to get everybody on the same page and believing in the same set of things. And with the literally the fear of God stopping you from murdering or going against the popular uh, uh, rule, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like I guess like all those totalitarian guys like that hold rallies in the streets and try to get everyone to idolize them. Like all the cult of personality governments are sort of like that hive mind thing, but I think it's just impossible to get everyone on board with it and that's why America hasn't gone with that strategy. I don't think it's I don't think the strategy is materially different. Like I think it it is to achieve the same goal. No, yes. I think you're absolutely right. I think that they're just doing it with disinformation, uh, the othering of specific groups in this movie, The Bugs, which, like, fucking, yeah. Like, it is literally us versus them in that movie. You know what's crazy is, like, in Germany, they had one version of propaganda, and in the States, there's any version of propaganda that you personally want to believe in. Yes. Because I'm sure half the crazy progressive leftist shit I believe in is definitely propaganda. You know? Yes, but I think that there's a difference. It's just my, the type that makes me feel good inside. You're right. But I mean, like, I think that there's a difference between propaganda that's being uh, dispersed by uh, fringe political groups um, versus state-sponsored propaganda. Oh, I'm definitely. I'm not saying one's, I, I think that, you know, both are equally dangerous, but one of them is being pumped out by the fucking state. Yeah, definitely. One is much more president and I'm just uh, saying, is much more calculated. I'm just saying on the consumer end, it achieves the same goal. It does achieve the same goal. Like a MAGA guy and me reading Jacobin magazine are not really doing anything different. No, We're not just really. making ourselves feel smart and strong. Yeah, t- uh, t- to an extent. I don't know. Like, also, I don't read Jacobin. I was just, that's the only leftist newspaper example I could think of. Um, I don't read any of those fucking shits. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of a problem when you're trying to read, like, a fucking magazine or, you know, a newspaper and think, like, this is good. This is good. This is good information. Yeah, it's just not, man. It's not. It never is. Um, but that's also what we were talking about earlier, where there's fucking a million different pieces of information that all suck. And you think that by reading all of them, you might get a cohesive idea of what's going on. So it's yeah, you just never will. It's just impossible. Like the only differences between the movie society and the current one is like everybody's confused in this current one, believing shit that's not true, but like you don't know what to believe and stuff. And then in that society, in the movie, they all believe shit that's not true. It's just the same shit. It's just all one thing. How do you mean? Like they all believe that like we can win this bug war. Yeah. Instead of some of us believing that the Middle East deserves war in it. And some of us believing that we should have never started it. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. That's not a perfect, uh, parallel i guess but yeah i mean i think that if you expand if you expand it from like the personal level and just look at like this is the popular um i guess belief uh for what we're this is the state line essentially it's it's kind of similar but it's just they're both they're both rooted in exceptionalism like america you know like both both parties in america believe that america is the best part like the best country yeah um, the like the majority of people there believe in American exceptionalism, and then these people just believe in human exceptionalism or whatever. Right. 
But I don't even know if it's exceptional. Uh, I think that might be a bit of a stretch. I'm not saying that they don't think that they're better than everybody, but like, I think that it's easier to just say that they're they want fucking domination. They want uh, some sort of global hegemon to be the world leaders in, or in this case, universal leaders. But are they even trying to take over the universe, or are they just trying to exert their dominance over the this one specific part of the universe? At a certain point, one of the flight commanders says that the only way that the solar system specifically is going to be safe is if Earth owns all of it. So yeah, it, it seems like they're trying to crush uh, whoever stands in their way in this particular happenstance, it's the bugs. Yeah, but how is that not exceptionalism? That's you thinking your country is the, or your planet is the best equipped to run the solar system. Yeah, f- hey, fair just enough. like exporting no, right. democracy. I guess, I guess, I guess it is that. Even though uh, earlier on in the movie, their own scientists were talking about how the bugs were, you know, literally yeah. better than us. Yeah, but that's scientists. That's not the popular belief. I think that it is. I mean, that's a that's a scientist who was fucking being pushed or who came out of the military. She was blinded. It, I think it was implied that she fought against bugs or at least dealt with the bugs in some capacity. Hmm. And I don't know. That seems like what it, it if that's a good point. It, it might not be uh, the popular belief around like the foot soldiers. But I think with the higher ups, with the games and theory kernels. Yeah, they've seems like they have a tremendous amount of respect for the bugs. And what yeah. they're capable of. That's a good point. That was another interesting part in the movie uh, during one of the propaganda sequences, too, where they proposed the idea of the brain bug, like the really smart bug. Mm. And then one of the guys, uh, they were having like a fake talk show debate about it where there was uh, one uh, educated science lady trying to be like, I think we should really consider this. And then the guy uh, next to her being like, the, a smart bug? Frankly, I find that offensive. Um that just really reminded me of the fucking state of debate uh, in America. And I guess everywhere yeah. with COVID where somebody can be like, hey, there's a, a medical evidence. And somebody's like, fuck off. Yeah. But I mean, that's like, I think that um, the talk show host represents the popular belief and the scientist represents like what the people running the war think. And I think that that's pretty close to what society thought in the Vietnam War versus what they knew in the government very like way before, which was that it was an unwinnable war because they were better at fighting this style of war. Yeah. But Americans were just like, ah, we're going to go muscle them out of there because we got better muscles. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's just in the infantry. They're like, oh, we're going to go kill those bugs because they can't think and we can think. And so that makes us uh, better than them. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but like, I that's also not the impression that I got from any of the soldiers. Like, it was mostly just that one guy who had no experience but was talking like he knew all this shit. I mean, I guess it's not really relevant to what we were talking about recently. That's just, it really fucking uh, hit home for what's going on in the world right now. Just like yeah. people who are willingly, uh, who, who are just denying science uh, for the sake of their own personal feelings and morals, uh, no matter the cost of, uh, you know what it is uh, to the rest of the population. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that, um, people who are experienced with war, obviously abandon their exceptionalism after, but I think that it is still exceptionalism because going into the war, you believe that you're the better one 
in the movie and in society. But like, think about like veterans; they don't come back cocky. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> this is an no, insane I... pose to look at you do right now. <laughs> I think Ian's that... doing the full splits while we're discussing political I'm theory, stretching like a cat does. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But no, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, like, there definitely is some uh, undertones of exceptionalism in this. I mean, even fucking with the uh, Rico's, uh, Rico's, fuck, Rico's Raiders? What's his, yeah, what's his name? The Roughnecks. Yeah, Rico's Roughnecks. Yeah. I mean, there there's the whole fucking um, attitude there, I mean, of them almost being like the best of the best and we can kill all the bugs and then every war they go and they lose fucking half their squad. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting debate. I just, yeah, I, I do think, I do think it's a very similar in in the exceptionalism department to real life. Yeah, I think there definitely is some undertones to that. I was just too busy focusing on all the other fucking overt things to think of it or to pick that up. I guess. Yeah, which brings me back to thinking my brain might be poisoned. But um, here's what I do you. Okay, we, did we talk about if these guys are fascist or not already? I don't remember. Because I just want to say that um, this society in the movie also does not fit the definition of fascism. What's the definition of fascism? Well, there's a whole bunch of things that comprise it that I don't want to Google right now. But one of the main points of the definition is you have to want to go back to an idealized past you have yeah. to think that some some group has come in and contaminated your society and now it's worse than it used to be and we can just go back to that and uh, i don't think there is any of that in this movie. i think that there is i mean riddle it to me i think that it's literally just killing the ali- or killing the bugs because i mean you have to imagine that there was a time in this movie's universe before they made contact with the bugs where they were just a futuristic earth, uh, who was probably totalitarian and fascist. But for that reason, we're making extreme progress really, really fucking quickly because they didn't have bureaucracy. Um, so in my mind, that's what I feel like is happening, that they uh, see the uh, the bugs, the people who are hurling asteroids at them as a threat to their uh, universal domination but they don't want to go back to a world before bugs. They want to go forward to a world after bugs. But They're trying to exterminate the bugs. Yeah. What was Germany trying to do? But the bugs didn't come into their society. I would say that the bugs are impacting their society. I would say that the bugs hurling uh, uh, meteors to Argentina is them coming to their society. Or com- intruding on their society. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? Sure. I actually. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, I can't argue with that. And I mean, you also have to look at, too, like, I mean, like the fucking. I don't know, like, was the scapegoating of all, you know, whatever, whatever ethnic group they were, uh, whatever, you know, fascist real life government was trying to purge. Did they do any more uh, anything more than the bugs did in this movie by just fucking existing somewhere else? Not really. No, I mean it, most of what a fa- but it's they existed in the society. These bugs don't, I think, because I do think that the humans started this war. Maybe I just I don't think with the context that the movie gives us, I don't know if I have enough to go off of to say either way. But what I feel about the tone of the movie is that the bugs were ever present, and maybe there was a time when they didn't have to deal with the bugs, but 
in the sense of the movie, I would say that the bugs are pretty fucking ingrained in their society. The way that they have literally attack ads against cockroaches, uh, the way that they're trying to, you know, poison everybody against it. You cannot say that the bugs aren't present in their society. They might not be on the planet, but they're fucking there. Yeah, you're right. So I guess maybe it does fit the definition of uh, fascism. But then, yeah, you're right. But then it's like, what is make America great again other than going back to an idealized past? Yeah, exactly. Shit is fascism. It's fat. Yeah. I don't think that was ever up for debate. I think that was definitely. No, that's not a um, counterpoint. It's like more of a separate point to like, okay, fine. This movie's making fun of fascism and these guys are fascist, but that still doesn't mean that only the Nazis are fascist. No, that doesn't. And it also doesn't mean that uh, you have to be all the way fascist to have fascist I guess, uh, I- ideas in uh, whatever you're trying to push. Cause that's or to the, just that, be bad. Yeah, because that, that's that's what people would say about Trump or Make America Great is like, by calling him a fascist, you are, uh, I guess, lessening what being a fascist is. And it's like, yeah, maybe if I'm like, this man is what a fascist is. If I say this is the definition of fascism is what Donald Trump is doing, then yeah, I'm absolutely lessening that. But if I say, hey, this guy's doing things that a fascist also does, it's like, no. Yeah. I'm just making a fucking point. Yeah. I'm just fucking breaking down behaviors that I've seen other places. Yeah. In this case, uh, you know, being used by fascists. That's a good point. But it's also, I I do want to make the point that it's not limited to Trump. It is like. No, I mean. That's a very obvious political strategy fascism is a school of political thought that's utilized more often than people care to admit there's shit that works in there there's a reason machiavellianism has prevailed as long as it has it's not fucking nice but guess what bitch it works awesome yeah and especially that going back to an idealized past thing like i'm pretty sure every president since jimmy carter has said that like since the one after jimmy carter yeah has said that shit Reagan even used the same words. I mean, it's like Biden was saying, we're going to go back to the Obama years, not materially better at all. It's such a fucking easy way to get people on your side who don't care about uh, uh, current events, essentially, or they aren't up to date with what it was. Or they don't know history. Exactly. It's people who think, I used to be happy, now I'm sad. And also, Why? you didn't fucking used to be happy. Bitch. No, you didn't. You used to, you, you, you're as sad as you've always been. You just forgot you used to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just, like, miss some stuff. Yeah, exactly. You had a bit of nostalgia going on. You think that was not depression. Exactly. You Guess think what, the way bitch? that mini eggs used to taste is going to fix all your problems. Guess what, bitch? Depression is just the reality of the world now. Yeah. You're not depressed. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> And also, if you think you're not depressed, you are depressed. You just have enough money to ignore it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, it leaves such a, I don't know, talking about this stuff leaves such a desolate, like, space of no thoughts in my brain. It doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't even make me feel bad, though. It, like, numbs me out. It's like... It makes me want to retreat from the world and never leave my bedroom. Makes you realize how fucking... It almost makes uh, the world feel like one giant bug war. Almost makes it feel like we're living under a one-world government waging a perpetual war against space alien bugs. Almost wish somebody would fire a tactical nuke into this fucking apartment and end us all. Do you think the satire hit people or do you think it didn't? 
I think, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd be interested to look at some contemporary reviews when I, when it came out. Cause I mean, just from talking to my dad, who was a, I know that he saw this in the nineties, probably hasn't watched it since then. Maybe he caught half of it on TV. Maybe he didn't think this was a satire. He thought this was a decent action movie. Yeah. So I think that I think this brings me back to my point, uh, from the wall street episode is it's, it's, I don't, I just don't think it's overt enough, but I also have no ideas on how to make it more overt without making it a worse movie. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, I frankly, I like how they did it in my eyes. This is one of the, this is what I consider to be the ideal type of movie where you can sit back and enjoy it for what it is, or you can fucking lock in and read into it as much as you like. Yeah. It is a great movie in that sense. It, I can't think of maybe RoboCop does it better or at least as good as this movie, but both of them are fucking Verhoeven joints. Yeah. Verhoeven on the beat. Verhoeven.com. <laughs> um, fuck. There, I had another thing too. I wanted to do that dat piff riff and now I lost it. <laughs> I lost it due to dat riff. Everything comes at a cost. Datriff.com world premiere. World premiere. That's how we should start the podcast. dot com no. world premiere. No. Did, did you have a favorite scene from this movie? I have to think about it. What do you, do you have one? Yeah. By a lot. This might be one of my favorite scenes potentially in cinema. Um, Maybe that's a little far, but this is one of my favorite scenes in any action movie. Is um, it's it, it's during when they're uh, training at um, uh, they're they're still in like boot camp. Rico's just been given his squad leader position. They're in their first uh, live ammunition training uh, simulation, and they're firing uh, like they're shooting like um, you know, just like fucking fake dummies, but with real bullets. Yeah. And one guy's helmet's malfunctioning, so R- Rico tells him to take it off. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he takes it off, he gets shot in the back of the head and dies. Yeah. Unreal scene. Unreal scene. God damn, does it capture the pointlessness, the brutality, and just the fucking cost of war? Like how Rico has to—he has to take that on. You know, he—he's he, stuck with that fucking on his shoulders for the rest of the movie. So many other recruits drop out because of it. You see that girl who accidentally shot him, broken as she's walking out of the fucking uh, boot camp. Yeah, it's just—I don't know, man. That stuck with me. Like that—that that scene really, uh, like this movie. It, what I love about this movie so much is that they have like all this badass uh, heroism in the end where if like you looked at that, you would see like, Oh, this is just a dumbass action movie. But the way that they frame it with that, like the sheer brutality and, and horror, like, I don't know, man, you know what? I want? Just that scene pushes all the rest of the violence just completely over the edge for me and make really makes you think about uh, the context. And I guess the further implications of this, as opposed to just how cool it looks on screen. Yeah, I'm going to add on to that with my favorite scene, because I want to pick um, the disciplinary hearing that Rico gets after yeah, he lets that, that guy get shot, because God fucking damn it if that is not how they treat people in the military who actually fuck up yeah they, it was such a light punishment he was literally allowed to go back to doing everything they yell at him they're before. like this is fucked up you've killed one person and two people have left but you're pretty sure it won't happen again yeah okay it's like man any of the blackwater guy trials or the people who did all that torture at the prison like, they just all were like, yeah, you can still be in the military. Some of you can be fucking politicians. Who gives a shit? Yeah. 
I don't know, man. But also, here's the. And can, then, I, can I give you the uh, devil's advocate side of the coin on that one? Yeah, give it to me, Daddy. All right. <laughs> I'm two years older. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was a chef I worked under said this to me after I fucked up, causing hundreds of dollars worth of uh, mistakes in the kitchen. They said uh, I was like, "Hey, I'm really sorry." If you know you want to get somebody else to do this going forward, I understand. And they were like, no, you fucking up was an investment in you. The fact that you've done this once means I know you won't do this twice. So maybe that's what the army saw after Johnny Rico accidentally killed somebody. That's one of the funniest jokes you've made on the podcast. But I want to say, fuck that sentiment. (laughs) Fuck it all. It can die. It can get shot in the head. Honestly. Because you should never be allowed to make a mistake that costs a life, I don't think. It, there's, there should be punishment to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that's what I think. But when you're in something in like, military, when you're in a business isn't. such as war where death is just a fucking cost of doing business. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the same as me fucking dropping a whole bunch of short rib on the floor of the walk-in cooler. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it stuck with me because it's, it's so similar to the But also, stories. hey, that's the fuck how cheap human life is in this movie. That's another really interesting point, too, that you can just fucking accidentally murder somebody, and that's like, whatever. Yeah. Write that. Well, we've, we've got insurance Yeah, for at least you're not a bug. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, yeah, it just really stuck with me because it's like, okay, if you, like the whole ideology thing is a good... The whole ideology thing is a good comparison to the real world, but it's also like... That reminds me so much of the stories that keep coming out about assault, specifically sexual assault in the U.S. military. Yeah, where it's just way easier for them to cover it up and yeah. keep going just than it is to... swept under the old rug. There's, just, there's a lot here that ties into the real world, and it's more than just <laughs> the, uh, the society's ideology. You know yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's also more than the flag that they have or the fucking uniforms that they wear. I mean... yeah. So much fucking goes into it, and I think that... If you know what I do wish they add in the progressive remake of this movie? What? Because uh, I think this would help more people get the parallels, is if they... What about a scene where, in school, he's explaining how the bug war is way more virtuous than all the other interhuman wars we've done in the past? Oh, yeah. And he's explaining how different it is, but it's actually just the same? Yeah, that would actually... Yeah. I think that's a good way to make... Um, this, the message I think that he's going for come across without making the movie that much worse. Yeah, no, I think that would have been a and very I think it interesting made it scene funny. to add in. Yeah, I mean, we would have had a lot more shit to talk about if that happened, quite frankly. I mean, it, actually, of all your ideas for scenes, that might be the best. Literally my only serious one. I mean, that's a really good idea. It doesn't take anything from the movie. It uh, doesn't beat you over the head with the point while also doubling. It, it You know, it, beats, it it pokes you. It prods you a little more with the point of the movie. But yeah. it's not a fucking beating. Uh, yeah, fucking, I think that would make the movie better. Yeah, I think it would help. Yeah, I just think it would help. I don't know. Um, now, here's my question to you. Um. Would you rather live in a military dictatorship or an oligarchy? I mean, probably an oligarchy. Why? Because, uh, I mean, more infighting infighting between the elites is profitable and good for me. The lower class, 
And I think there's going to be more of that in an oligarchy than in a military dictatorship. What are your thoughts? I think that in a military dictatorship, you'd have to do more social programs because you'd want everybody to be in fighting form. Oh, that's a good point. And I also think... Yeah, hey, that's a... I bet there's no fucking way that dental care costs money. Dental or vision costs yeah. money in this universe. And I bet you everyone... I bet you there's a UBI because everyone needs to have a decent diet. There'd have to be. Nobody could eat like me and then go fight a war. <laughs> um, And I also think... um. Military dictatorship, just because at least then you know the guy in charge of you isn't a huge pussy. I guess so. Like, I would way rather be, if we're going to be ruled into a climate change explosion nuclear war where we all die, I would rather be led into it by a guy who I know can beat me up. Because do you know how frustrating it is knowing that I could beat the shit out of Joe Biden until he no, changed his you. policies on everything? I think about that a lot, and man, I'll and never I never like get it. the chance. Like that's what pisses me off is like you can never fight Joe Biden, but if you could, you'd win so easily. Yeah, so hard and so easily. Like if this was a uh, fucking, uh, if I could be a usurper, man, it'd be over for old Joey. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I think a military dictatorship. I'd feel a little. A little more at peace, surrendering to it, you know? I, I feel you on that one, then. Because in an oligarchy, you still have to surrender to it. It's just way more pointless. So do you think our parents learned anything from watching this? Or, like we said earlier, nobody learned shit? I mean, I think pretty clearly most people who watched this didn't learn from I mean, I'm no. sure there was tons of people like us who did take I mean, well, that's the thing, is that I think that this movie kind of flew a little under the radar when it came out, or at least that's how I feel like. At least, hey, uh, the way that the fucking world is would lead me to believe that nobody got this movie. But it seems like it's really having a resurgence now, which I'm fucking happy about. Mm-hmm. I think this movie rules. Anyone can disagree with me. This is probably... This might be my favorite movie we've covered on the show. It doesn't top class in 1984 for me, but it is my favorite, like, non-ironic movie. Yeah. Like, movie I actually like. Yeah. Yeah, because this is, like, I've seen this movie a couple of times now, and I'm probably going to watch it more. I like, like, I like this shit. I like the universe it sets it up. Like, I I like the film's universe. I like uh, the visuals are, they're not always good, but they're goofy, and they, they remind me of being a kid. Yeah. Fuck, man. I like all of this movie. I like the political undertones. I like the relationships between the soldiers. I like uh fuck. I yeah, mean this was just a really good I'm glad I finally watched it. It was just really good. It's just so cohesively and well done. And this it feels like, like an adventure that you're on too. That's yeah. the other thing. I like I like the different theaters of war that they have through this movie. I like that they fight on like the dark uh, fucking moon planet and get their asses whipped. Then I, I like that they go to the bright desert planet afterwards and then whip the bugs' asses. It's just fuck, man. This is such a competently and well directed put, uh, well directed and competently put together movie. I just want to say that. Like, forget about all the social commentary. Forget about reading between the lines. Hmm. Don't. And this movie still fucking rocks. Yeah, that's the thing. Is you don't have to think about shit for this movie to be awesome. And um. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I finally watched this shit. I this is like one of the only movies that we've watched on this podcast that I'm probably going to revisit. Yeah. And that's saying a lot from the from the being the guy who hates movies the on this podcast. anti-movie guy. <laughs> I've never met a guy who's more adamantly anti-movie <laughs> than me. Yeah. And this shit spoke to me a little. Yeah. 
And uh, there's something to be said about that, whether the satire is effective or not. Yeah, seriously. Whether the points get across or not, it is still good art. And that's the point we were making last time, too. Yeah, this is fucking objectively, this is good. And you can uh, agree or disagree that it's a satire. You can agree or disagree with the points that it's making. But at the end of the day, this is a well-directed and well, well-paced, just a good fucking movie hey i thought my of my favorite scene finally oh what is it it's um in the too bad the podcast is over no shut the fuck up bitch (laughs) i say when it's over (laughs) (laughs) um in like the near the start of the movie when they're in uh high school and the teacher says naked aggression has solved more problems than anything else in the world and then the teacher or uh, a student goes but teacher my parents said violence is bad and then he's like uh why don't you ask the people of Hiroshima what they thought about that? Yeah. And it's so funny to me that he said that instead of uh, Tokyo, which is where the war was being waged from, and also a city we completely destroyed with firebombs. I mean, I feel like Hiroshima, I, f- I think you got to know a little more about history to, if for the Tokyo reference to make sense. Yeah. But also it seemed like in the context of this movie that they didn't rebuild Hiroshima after. Or that it was much more, I don't know. Yeah, I don't maybe know. I maybe I misread that. That is a weird thing to say, actually. Maybe I misread that. Oh, well, especially the follow up too, where it's like, oh, you can't ask them; they're all dead. It's like you can ask them now. Yeah, there's so, some of them didn't die. Yeah, you can go over there. You can they have museums about that. Yeah, that, Sadako <laughs> wrote that book. Yeah, so that, that that that's what made me think. But also, um, yeah, it's a really uh, powerful statement too that. Um, I I think that it's kind of interesting how it people or at least uh, society really disseminates that violence is bad, violence is bad, violence is bad. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But that's what fucking works. But state sponsored violence. Well, maybe. that's the thing. I mean, like that's why they don't want to. That's why they don't want you to do it because the state loses all their power once they lose their monopoly on violence. Yeah, I mean. Exactly. That's what the government... The government is whoever has the monopoly on violence right now. I agree with that statement. Violence is the be-all, end-all. That Mm -hmm. is the supreme power in the world, is who is willing to do the most vile shit to the other guy. They're in charge. I'm with you on that. And that's why every fucking time... That's why this morning, before we recorded this podcast, Joe Biden had to go on TV and say, looting is wrong in any form. Don't riot. That's just because they want to fucking loot you. That's just because they want to be able to kick you out of your house. It's like, yeah, no, man. The reason he's saying that it's bad is because it's super goddamn effective. And it's yeah. And it's like it's so fucked that they do that instead of addressing why people would be getting violent right now. Exactly. Well, I mean, like, that's just that's how the fucking elites hold on to their power. Yeah, because it would be so easy for him to be like. I mean, I'm just going to say it. It'd be so easy for Joe Biden to just be like, hey, a taser and a gun weighs different. We're going to send this cop to jail for the rest of Yeah. Life. Oh, you just committed murder. That fucking sucks. There's for the- no way that was an accident. It's very fucking very clear that it wasn't an accident. A 19-year-old who held his dad's gun once knows the difference between yeah. a gun and a taser. Like... But instead, he has to go on A guy TV. who's played most of the Call of Duties knows the difference between a gun and a taser. Yeah, but instead, he has to go on TV and pretend that they don't know and say, but don't get mad about this. Yeah. 
And it's like, you cannot fucking have it both ways. No. But we're obsessed with having it both ways. And that's the thing about this, like the real life America versus this movie America is they're hard on the aggression and we want to have it both ways. Exactly. We like to pretend that we're soft, we're soft, we're soft. We love peace while all all of a sudden we're just like quietly invading the Middle East. It's the only difference between America and Germany in the uh, the 30s and 40s even is like, we're just pussies about it. Exactly. <laughs> so, in conclusion, A Cab, suck my nuts, Joe Biden. Um, art, rest in piss, Prince Philip. Um, we're smoking on Prince Philip Pack. Yeah, smoking on Philip Pack. Hand rolled cigarettes, Prince Philip Pack. <laughs> just like the man would have wanted us to do. Because <laughs> we are still imperialists. <laughs> we hate him, but we're still imperialists, yeah. baby. Um, Put Prince Philip in a spliff and smoke him. Here's my other question. It's implied very heavily in this movie that uh, the people in high school who play football are the ones who are fucking a lot. And the girl goes home with the gut. Like, the girl is attracted most to the best sports player. Yeah. My question to you is, why do people think jocks fuck so much? Because I'll tell you who doesn't have time to ever fuck is a guy who's from 6 to 10 p.m. playing sports five nights a week. Yeah, That guy has no time to woo a beautiful woman and treat her the way she deserves. So how do you think they're fucking? I don't know, man. You know what this sounds like to me is a man who's trying to slander jacked strong guys who are super hot also Here's in the favor thing. of somebody who doesn't play sports and has time to listen to your, their feelings. Here's the thing about me. <laughs> is <laughs> I think jocks should fuck more. I think they'd be a lot chiller of dudes if they did fuck more, but they can't fuck. And I do believe that I fuck more than all jocks. Do you want to call up Peter and ask what his body count is? Yes. <laughs> uh, because I, we had a conversation where he was like, you're fucking way more than me. <laughs> so, yeah, I do want to do that to bolster my argument. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just a thing. I, yeah. Oh, um, we should get matching battle tattoos like they did in the movie, The yeah. Squad. I think we should get matching with them on the squad. I think you and I should both get death from above tattooed on our arms. You know what I was thinking we should get is um, we should get, you know, those naked lady silhouettes that they have on mud flaps on trucks. Yeah. That's what we should get on our shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Just two naked lady silhouettes. It shows that we're in a like-minded group. We have one goal. I get mine on my right shoulder. You get it on your left. So that way when we put them together, they're like back to back or whatever. We make our naked lady silhouettes kiss and we both jack off to that. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. That'd be really horny. That'd be... Oh, man. We should jack off in the same room. Yeah. Anyway, let's go jack off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> thanks for listening to the podcast thanks for listening me and brad are gonna go jack Wait, off together your parents watch this brought to you by comedy here often again please check out the festival it's going to be online yeah seriously safe. check out the festival me and brad did a guest appearance on the comedy here often flagship podcast they got motherfucking we- will arnett they got nikki glazer they got mark man, norman mark probably Norman's- one of the top five comedians working right now they got somebody else that was crazy good too that I'm forgetting and feeling like a dick now. Here, what we can just fucking let me pull this up right now. Thank God nobody famous listens to this podcast. Yeah, thank Christ. I hope Will Arnett isn't hearing me forget. Yo, if anybody knows Will Arnett that's listening, tell him I loved Job. <laughs> 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 tell him I loved his work on the best show ever. That Job was really funny. <laughs> uh, did you say Neil Brennan? 
No, I didn't. Neil, Neil Brennan, Brennan, co-creator of Chappelle Show, is uh, now our festival mate. Co-creator of a lot of jokes with the N-words. Yeah, Dan Rich. Soder's on here also, a man who, uh, never mind, I'll tell you that story after. Dan Soder's fucking hilarious, too. I love Dude, Dan Soder so much. three mics. Yeah, no three Brennan's mics is special. a really good fucking comedy special. That shit made me laugh. That shit made me cry almost. I won't say it made me cry, obviously, because I'm a jock and I fuck hard and good. Yeah, no. Um, it made Brad consider the idea of crying. It made me think about what if I had been sad before, and that made me relate to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, rest in piss, Prince Philip. That cop should go to jail forever. Ratata.